Welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Emily. Hey, Emily. Oh, hey. Hi. Hey, Meg. Hi. This is our recap of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Season two. Season two. Episode two. Wow. I mean, do we start with Mary's dining room chairs? Okay. Um, no, unfortunately, we don't get to start there. I mean, well, yeah, we should mention that we will talk. I, I need. It's to, coming. I need to talk for a while about Mary's decor. Me too. So let's me get too. There. We'll especially, get there. especially since she posted a, the most bizarre video I've ever seen this week on Instagram, and her <laughs> house looks exactly the same. There has been no remodeling. She claims to be remodeling her home, and yet we still have green carpet and empty shelves. I mean, I can't. Well, a couple things. One, maybe that video is old. You can't trust Mary. True. She True. doesn't necessarily take the Insta and Instagram as authentically as the rest of us Boy, do. Boy, does she love Facetune. She freaking loves Face. If you don't spend much time on Mary's Instagram, may I suggest a free afternoon going to Mary's Instagram? Yeah, I'll say this. Mary on the show, I hate it. It makes me physically uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Mary on Instagram, absolute delight. Okay, so for me, what it is, is Mary on the show, um, a villain I can laugh at, so I'm grateful. Mary on Instagram, like my aunt who doesn't understand technology. Yes. And it's a and it's a huge eye roll and a little bit of a laugh. And is like very narcissistic. Oh no, I hate that aunt. Yeah. She's the worst. She's the worst. Aunt. She's the worst one. So you feel okay <laughs> laughing at her Instagram videos wherein there are every once in a while still photos. Yep. Shot across the screen as she walks down Star the swipes. hallway. Kind of dances a little bit. She wiggles her shoulders. Cut to a photo of a woman who I don't think is Mary, but Mary mm. is claiming it's Mary. Yeah, and then like cut to Mary kind of laughing at the camera like it's like candid, but you know it isn't. And, and, then, and it's then stone be face. Charlene holding the camera. Uh, Meg sent me a video this week and was like, who is filming these? And I'm like, if it's not Charlene, I don't know who it's it is. It's not Robert Jr. He doesn't oh, leave his room. It is uh, a definitely not Robert Jr. He does not, he doesn't want to get wrapped up in that. I just pictured Mary at her iMac editing that and no. find, getting it to a place where she's like, yeah, this is fire. I'm going to post this. I feel like what it is is um, whoever, Benny, the guy from last week, was doing Lenny. the podcast. Lenny, Lenny, Benny, our yeah. best friend. Yeah. I imagine Lenny it does all of that kind of stuff too. I see. He's and, he's the creative director. Yeah, and I sort of okay. think that he's forced to follow what she wants. But I also hope in my heart that Lenny t- does hate Mary because she's awful to him. And so I hope he's just like, oh man, this video is so stupid. She's going to love it. Yeah. And then, uh, and I know, we're, I know everyone knows this is stupid. Is kind of who I I hope Lenny's sabotaging from the inside is I what I so guess too. I'm saying. I will say though, this week I got quite the treat where my husband watched part of the Royal Housewives from with me. I have never heard him laugh as hard as Mary's opening line. I had to pause the show. I'll send Jesus after you. I'll send Jesus after you. He <laughs> laughed so hard. I mean, I was like, stop laughing. This is my job. Um, there's another part that I will point out. A, a, a hilarious conversation from Eddie. But where we start is Whitney. We see Whitney. Whitney's wearing... Whitney made a big point last week to tell us she was changing the name of her company. But this week, she's only wearing an Iris and Bow hat, and she only calls it Iris and Bow the entire time. So now I'm like, wait, Meg, wait. Is this not filmed in order? <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you telling me that reality TV messes around with the timeline? I'm sorry, but I think... How dare you? I think that might be a little I bit of a lie. there might be some Frankensteining. Yeah, I wow. think that could be it. Because at first I was like, Whitney, why are you wearing your old brand name on national TV? This is free press, you dummy. And then later that in this episode, she calls it Iris and Bo again. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't think the Wild Roses happened yet. Yeah. Um, then we see Lisa in, I think, is a new house, but it, it like the outside looks the like a new house. Exterior is the same, is it? It looked yeah. like smaller rocks, which is not her house. They use the exterior of someone else's house, so because she doesn't want to be located, which makes sense. Yeah. And they were remodeling. Yeah, that, but that it's the worst architecture. <laughs> yeah, you really hate it. I really, I hate I it again. I didn't even notice. Well, I hate it again. I did like her sweatsuit. Then. 
Yeah, she did look cool. That's she what gets it to, was cool. I felt I really related to Lisa in this line because she went in and got mad at her kid for using the towel in the bathroom. And that's me 100 percent. Oh, yeah. And like clean your room. Yeah, well, that lasts me. I don't like I have like dish towels I prefer and bath towels I prefer. And when they get used, it really bums me out. Yeah, same. So the question is, why do we put them out? To feel bougie. Yeah, it's true. I do remember really resenting my mom <laughs> getting mad at me for not for using Listen, the dish towels. And I'm that mom. My mom was right about any, everything. Mm, I can't commit to that statement. I will say my mom doesn't listen to this, though. Meg's mom does. So you guys take it with a grain of salt. I'll let you believe what you want to believe about why I just said that. Okay, well, now we get to go to possibly the greatest scene ever, Robert Jr.'s bedroom. Oh, my gosh. It's bonkers. With the porch swings. Porch, outdoor furniture inside, very innovative. Uh, a smeg, is that how you say that fridge? Smeg, so. smeg. Yeah. Um, you know, they're kind of like retro looking fridges. His I was into red. the fridge. Yeah, I w- I'm not in love with the bright red fridge. It looks like, um, do you know dads who have like hot rod basements? You know, did you watch Instant Hotel? Oh, dog, you know I did. Remember the Coca-Cola house? Yes, that's it, that It fridge. looked like it belonged in the Coca-Cola yeah. house. The Man, thing- that show's the best. Gosh, Instant Hotel is so good. Is, are they doing more? That I can't be think it. so. What? I think I... Instant Hotel is just so easy. It's, I've never found that much comfort from TV before, and I've watched a lot of TV. Instant Hotel is it? Yes. Wow. Just it, like it's Australian, uh-huh. which I'm always like, Australia is always my place where I'm like, if this all goes completely upside down, that's where I'm headed. You know, it's like, why? It, I don't Do you know, know about the I spiders know. there? Yes, but like, it's just like, it feels American enough I that think, I could do it. You know about the snakes too, right? I know about the snakes. I know about the spiders, but like, they crawl Brisbane out of would your, be cool. They crawl out of the toilet. Okay. Out of the toilet mag in the middle I'll of the buy night. buy some stuff. No, I'll you should. the lid down. I think maybe, could you just move it over to New Zealand? They don't have any venomous spiders or snakes there. I could do New Zealand. Okay, it's New Zealand. What I'm saying is... Instant Hotel. Instant Hotel was just the perfect... It hit me right in the comfort zone. Uh, Yes, Instant Hotel is delightful. And you can watch it with your mom. That's what kind of show it is. And I like a show like that sometimes. Me too. My comfort show, no one asked. My comfort show is absolutely the new All Creatures Great and Small on PBS. It It is like someone made a TV show that's a quilt. It yeah. feels like old yeah. and cozy and like you're just like, oh, mm. so you know I feel that about voice? Rick Steves, too. Yeah. Yeah. But all creatures great and small, you guys. Season two is coming out. First season is so it is just so delightful. Gonna check it out. Neville's in it from here. Longbottom? Yeah. Not to spoil. Anyway, my favorite part about Robert Jr.'s room, thanks for asking, the Gucci sheets. Because I am convinced those are from AliExpress. Like, there's no way in the world that Gucci makes sheets like that. They're so tacky. They're bad. I mean, Gucci does make some tacky things, but these feel like they didn't look like nice quality sheets. The thing sheets. about Gucci is when they make tacky things, it's so tacky, it circles back around to who I'm into Into it. stylish. Like Jen's coat this episode, oh, her dude. jacket. I was like, yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's cool. I did appreciate the functioning full kitchen in Robert Jr.'s room. Yeah. He doesn't leave his house. Mary's really upset about it. I mean... Could it be because she gave him everything he needs in his room? Yeah. Mary's also like, Robert Jr.'s really going through a teenage phase. He's 18. So I'm like, so he's been going through it for five years, Also, Mary. if I was your son, Mary, I would never speak to you. Yeah, it would be best not to. Then we cut to Jen. Um, we see them cleaning out her closet. Hard to see Stu Chains on TV again. It was shocking. Yeah. It felt, for some reason, seeing Stu was especially jarring. Now, Meg, did you ever get to go to Harmon's with Stu? No, I don't want... I'm, like, devastated that we never made it to the salad bar, and I think he unfollowed me on Instagram. What? I mean, we did do a couple podcast episodes. We were laughing pretty hard about his indictment, so I can't say I blame him. <laughs> Come back, Stu. Stu. We didn't mean it. We you. did. We meant it. You did a bad decision. <laughs> okay? We, we're not going to pretend like we don't. So while we're at Jen's, we see Jen's nephew. We've never heard of before, but he's a second son to her. I mean, it's wild what the producers are doing by including stuff like this. They have to. They are smart. Tell me why they're smart, because I'm like, this feels irresponsible to oh. be playing on. Last week, it was like, look at me. I'm taking care of everyone in my family. Yeah, because Jen, because the fact of the matter is they filmed with Jen for two months. So what are they going to do? Just cut her out completely? So they have to have something that tight, like 
I need to watch Jen and feel like she's still a human a little bit. Do you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Because I'm like, I like that nephew. He seems nice enough. Yeah. I, although I will say it's almost swung too far because they're using these storylines where she's like, you know, coach and I almost uncle. She referred to herself as aunt and to her husband as uncle, which I don't know, but I'm very interested into knowing more about that. Do people do that? Um, Not normal people. So she was saying uncle and I almost got divorced. Anyway, that's what's hard for me is I'm like, I don't care about your divorce, Jen. I wish Coach Shaw would have divorced you yeah, because it, been better for it would be better for him to not be even tied to you at all. Yeah. So there's that. I do also I'm like if I was this nephew, if my I want this to be known. If my aunt and uncle try to talk to me about their marriage problem, that's a big nope. Right. I don't want to hear about it. Right. He also was like, I'm just going to keep as straight his face as possible. Yes. Get me out of this. Seems nice. Yeah. He wanted out of South Central. Jen never even called him. She was in a brain fog. Um, Then we get to talk about Jen's talks a lot about how she's going to self-reflect this year for Ramadan. So tell us more about that, Jen. Just. (laughs) It's just so hard. Show me how you're an observing Muslim. Like, just show me. Give me one example. No, I I felt like for a couple of times she said Ramadan wrong. I just, like, you don't get to just pull it out when you want to, you know? I mean, here's the thing about Jen. I can't. I can't. That's it. I just can't. It's so hard. I mean, we haven't even gotten to the tricky stuff yet. No, because what happens next is, well, I don't know. Like, Jen just talks so much about how she wants to be a better person. And now we knowing what we know, it's just, like, eye roll does not even cover it. I've never seen such a prime example of all talk before in my entire life. In this episode alone. We don't even know about the crimes yet. No, we don't know about the crimes. And then we start seeing, she calls, Jen, she, Jen calls Heather. Okay. FaceTimes. FaceTimes. I want to say though, they cut to Heather and I was like, wait, is Heather's disco turtleneck the worst outfit of this entire confessional? It's not good. There's, it's really bad. And then they cut to the burns that Jen has given Heather and one of them, like some of them are awful. And I'm not, and I don't think they're funny. I don't think calling your friend Shrek is funny. And no. I'm going to stand by that. It's right. mean. Right. Um, Manatee is also pretty mean. I think it's pretty mean. We'll say she buys off the racket dress bar. I laughed out loud. Because, dude, that's a solid bird. That's a pretty good bird. And that. You need some That disco hot. turtleneck looks off the racket. I just. Dress like, barn. Who said that was a good idea? Wait, do dress barns exist outside of Utah? Was another question I had. That is a really good question that I do not have an answer to. I assume. Have you been into a dress barn? No. Have I you? have been into a dress barn. And? Um, well, from what I could see, it was all those dresses that sister missionaries buy. What Jody. are they called? The Jody? Jody dresses. Yeah, so it's like those full, a Jody dress, in case you don't know. Full length, full length, all the way to your ankles, buttons all the way from the top to the bottom, and there's a collar, and there's usually a string to tie it back. It's Jody. As someone pointed out to me when I was doing my missionary shopping yeah, you tend to gain weight as a missionary, and the Jody dresses grow with you. That's the kind of fashion we're working wow. with. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow! So that's what we're getting at. Dress barn is that's, Jody's. I mean, any fashion retailer that includes the word barn, it's a tough look. It's you're probably not going to find what you're looking this for. This is like. Names matter. Remember Bama Rush Pants Store? Mm-hmm. I'm like, who wants to shop at a place called Pants Store? I mean, I kind of do now, if I'm being honest. I don't. I would. You would. I would, but I'm still I like, it. Pants Store? Or like, there was that store, Maurice's. I was always like, I'm never going to Maurice's. Yeah, the logo was bad, too. So bad. There's a lot of bad stores in the world. There are. It's a shocking, isn't it? That it still exists, Pants Store? I was at Southtown Mall today, going to Spirit Halloween. Wow. And early... Well, my nephew loves Spirit Halloween, so he goes like once a week. Oh. And I wanted to go with him. Yeah. And it was amazing. I'll go (laughs) go again. I absolutely will. But the stores that are there and have survived, it's like, how? Who's walking into these places? That's, I I will go on record saying Utah County has the two worst malls in the country. University. University and Provo Town Center. remember when Nordstrom was there and it was like, this place is hopping. Then yeah. and then Nordstrom left, and, and now it's an RC Willie. That was the death of that was University the death. Mall. We did just get a Sephora, not to brag. What you did? Yeah, we finally got a Sephora. That. We also though got one of those pop up T shirt vendors that sells like racist novelty T shirts. Great. Yeah, I felt pretty bummed out. A lot of racist T shirts and a lot of Jeep T shirts. 
Okay, are those usually sold together? And can I infer that Jeep drivers are racist? I mean, of I don't that? know what to believe anymore. Sure. Okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and do that. <laughs> sorry. Hey, you guys. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, take what you want. So we, you know, they Facetime and they're gonna get together. I think we missed a lot of that Facetime because it was very weird. Very weird and. Later, Heather did tell Whitney, like, we really connected. And I was like, you did? And she was like, she said this. And I was like, Heather, you got to raise the bar on friendship. Jen was also doing the thing that Jen does where she acts very meek. Yes. And Hi, I miss you. Yes. And it's the most irritating thing in the world. Yeah. It's her baby voice. Yes. But it's not a baby voice. It's like, oh, I'm so, I'm, I'm so I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm just a little I rabbit. Up. I miss you. Yeah. That's, you're my best friend. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, we'll get more to them later. So then we cut to the Marks where Brooks is FaceTiming his mom. And I was like, wait, doesn't he live in the house? I couldn't understand that. I think he's gone away to college. Well, did you watch what happened? Yeah, I did finally watch what. And he did say, but I don't know. I don't know the timeline. I don't know. But Brooks was FaceTiming his mom during Watch What Happens Live. Brooks, who looked like, I'm going to say this, it's going to sound derogatory. It's not. He looked like the sexiest blow up doll. Oh, his hair looked good. His hair is awesome. Yeah. Someone was like, Brooks looks like a robot. I'm like, yeah, because he looks flawless. Can we just take a second? To talk about his dear Evan Hansen spawn con. Oh my gosh. I wrote a note about the the marks. The marks reviewing Dear Evan Hansen is art. It's art. Brooks, who does not have facial expressions. None. He is one blue steel all day, every day. Sits next to Meredith, who is very much the same way, on the couch. Not close to each other. Just awkwardly placed on the couch. (laughs) Just on one couch. The caption is, we were so inspired by the film Dear Evan Hansen. (laughs) Yes. They took that check to the bank and they have not looked back. And I love that for them. I also, they played that, um, a longer version as a commercial on YouTube TV last night. And I was like, this is so freaking genius. And when they're sitting next to each other like that, both of them not emoting, I was like, do you think they get their Botox and filler done at the same time? Yes. We saw them both getting cool sculpting at the same time last season. I forgot about that. Um, okay. So Brooks is down the street. I don't know where Brooks is, but he's out of the house. Seth gets in the house. With a soul patch. Yes, Seth has a soul patch. Seth has got a real way with words. He immediately says emotional orgasm. And then follows it up. He's gross. And then follows it up with colder than a witch's ass, which I'm like, that's not the phrase, Seth. What is the phrase? T-I-T. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I spelled it so your mom can hear it. What did you text me today? Who listens to this? Where you're like, oh, crap. (laughs) I found out, and I hope they're not listening to this. My sweet angel, my mom's cousin, who I'm very close with, is a mission president. They're on on a mission. She was like, we listen to your podcast. And I told Meg, I got to lock it up. (laughs) Because I didn't know. Um, So I will not be saying T-I-T. I I will spell it. Joe, you go ahead and spell it. So Seth, we found out Seth lives in Mississippi now. She was like, good thing I didn't move to Ohio with Seth because now he's in Mississippi. Oh, I missed that. Okay. Yeah, so Meredith's feeling very confident about her choice to stay home in Utah. And she's saying Seth's at home more. They seem to be getting along. And you know what? Oh, yeah. I think Seth's gross, but I'm actually really glad their marriage is survivable. I'm happy for them. Yeah, me too. And I don't know. There's something about Seth. I think he's gross and I don't like him, but I also kind of like him. Yeah. He's confusing. Yeah, I think that's his whole thing. Yeah, you don't thing. like him, but you like him. I think that's how Meredith feels. Yes, exactly. <laughs> There's just something kind of endearing. I think Meredith made a calculation where she's like, he's kind of the worst, but also I love him. Yeah. And so I guess we're together. I think he seems himself. And that's refreshing you on TV. You have to respect it. Yeah, you do. So they are eating food, which I was like, where did this food come from? It looked good. It looks so good. I need to know where Seth ordered that food. Well, maybe Seth. it was like River Horse. Oh, I was like, is that Vessel? I do like Vessel. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out, but it's somewhere. So they're talking about Jen again. The The conversation has come back to Jen about how Jen is retweeting, reposting, liking all these comments about Brooke still, still in all caps, um, 
And Seth is like, do you think it's a mistake? And I'm like, never thought I'd agree with Seth this much. But Seth's like, it seems so crazy that she's liking these. It has to be a mistake. And I'm also like, it seems so crazy. She's like, like, this thing she's liking are awful. There's a post that Meredith read about how Jen reposted a comment that's like, Meredith should slap his sissy ass about yeah. Brooks and Meredith's whole thing is Brooks has never said he's gay he's never been open about his sexuality so I don't like that Jen is forcing this conversation on him that he's choosing not to have right. a b saying you want to slap someone as sissy a is like pretty awful yes I don't I mean I'm gonna go ahead and say it's pretty homophobic yes so it does seem like Jen is liking and reposting a lot of homophobic things, which is in itself bad, but even worse because Brooks is like, I've never told you I'm gay. Right. So the whole thing is just a real kerbopple. Yeah, I don't love it. And we're going to get to it. whether or not Jen was the one doing this. And I have a lot to say, but I'm going to hold it for a minute. Uh, Yeah, she won't. Spoiler, you guys. She was. Okay, no. then we get to the best part of the entire episode. Oh, no. Is this Heather... Or nope. Whitney. Nope. It's Mary's house. Oh. <laughs> okay. I, am, today Megan, I forgot how many bad parts there were in oh, this episode this that is just made me want to curl up and die. I love this part. I rewound a few times because I'm like, there's so much to see. So today Meg fired me earlier this morning and I was like, that's fine, but I need to talk about Mary's house and then I will be fine to quit. Um, so I need to, here it is. Here it is. So we cut Final to Mary, words. which first of all, Final words. The first thing I see as a viewer is Mary has those like never die roses that are in the box that every British reality star I follow all has sponsored con from these like forever live roses. Okay. And what you need to know about British reality stars is they're not like there's no clout. They'll just take money. Like they're like, cool. We'll do anything for SpawnCon. I love it. A ton of them were doing these like air fresheners. I mean, it, they were terrible looking. They look like little beads. Anyway, okay. so these roses, Mary clearly very into. And not only are those those never die roses in one box, but they're multicolored. They're rainbow roses, Meg. Yeah, they're the worst possible color. They look like that Superman ice cream in roses. Oh, the Play-Doh. Remember? The Play-Doh. At that's Lagoon? it. That's it. Yeah, on the, the old Pioneer Village. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking Leatherbees all day. Um, <laughs> I freaking love Leatherbees all day, son. Their <laughs> caramel sauce is so good. I want to die in it. Um, okay, so we get that. Then we see her like... Mad had Mad Hatter tea party chairs again. I think we saw them one time. Also rainbow. Also one Two of them is rainbow. rainbow. Two or one. But not the same rainbow. Listen, I've been going for an eclectic look in my home, you know, in my go decorating on. style. I'm feeling like I need to go harder. The inspiration I got from Mary's house was like, Meg, you need to dial it up to a 20. Um, That's interesting. So you're inspired by Mary's I'm house? I'm so inspired by Mary's <laughs> house. Really, it's like, I'll never be as bad as this, so might no, as well just never. do whatever I want. You know what else you'll never be as bad as? Mary, to her own family. To her Big cousin, Joe. who seems to be doing her a favor. Big Joe, another cousin for Mary to badmouth, is on the show. I don't know if Mary's family listens to this. They probably don't, because they really, they're too busy listening to her secret podcast. But if you can hear me, no one can find. No one can find. If you can hear me and you're Mary's family, do not work with her. Do not, do not work with this woman. She. This is when I was like, I do not enjoy this person. The things she is saying about this man are so mean, so mean. She's mean. She. He's lazy. He's unreliable. He never gets anything done. I mean, she and he seemed to really have his crap together. And he was so respectful to her. Yes. She she said a terrible thing, which we will talk about in a minute to him. And he laughed about it. And I was like, if Mary would have said that to me, I would have freaking flied across the table and choked her. What is it? Okay, I'll tell you. When she talks about advice she gives her son about a fish smell. Oh. And an anatomical part in a female. Yes. I mean, if she said that in front of me, I would have taken those never die roses and dumped them over her head and then lit her on fire i was watching was that this. too extreme meg no <laughs> not extreme enough i was watching this with my husband and i looked over and the way he had contorted his body in discomfort was and big joe just laughed 
What do you do? He politely left because there was nothing else for him to do. Anyway, he shows up and Mary said she wants to get her house upgraded. She said, I want to get a purple suede. Uh-huh. Is that a phrase? It is now. I actually, I'm not going to lie. Cold as a ex- witch's ass. I knew exactly what she meant when she said purple suede. Did you? Yeah. In my head immediately, I'm like, cool. Like a glam prince yeah, vibe. I thought prince too. Purple and rain. And I understand. So if that's not a phrase, I was into it. There were parts of her house where I was like, I'm kind of into the green marble around the fireplace. You could make that work with the green carpet, though. That green. So she has her house is stale like a marriage. You can't you smell that house. You can smell that house a mile away. Yeah. That house smells old. It smells like a library. It smells like old person. But like a, a not a good library. Like a dirty library. Yeah, for sure. There's so many statues in her house. Yes. There were those little tiny gold mice statues. The mice were very creepy. Very creepy. There was a whole table just of tchotchkes. Yeah. Where did they come from? It's confusing because she's so obsessive about cleaning and she's a germaphobe, but she just has so much crap. It's everywhere. And she says she's a germaphobe, but then she's like, oh, our dogs pee all over this green carpet. And I'm like, uh, that's very unhygienic. Right? It's disgusting. She has a green car- green the green carpet all throughout that looks like a putting green. That I feel like every house had in the 90s, honestly. But if we you're as rich it. as Mary, why are you not getting that replaced yeah, 15 Mary, years ago? I don't believe you're rich. She has so many statues of like women it's very weird. It's very weird. The weirdest was when she took us into the bathroom and mm-hmm. was like, I don't know why I bought these light fixtures. I must have been on my period. And I was like, uh, bad taste is not period exclusive, no, Mary. No. You have bad taste. And I'm buying like Postmates. Like I'm not buying sconces. Yeah. I'm personally trying to take as much Midal as I can. Ooh, yes. Just to get a lot done. When Mary showed off those sconces in her bathroom, all I could think of, do you know in Home Alone <laughs> when... The mom's trying to get home and she was like, and your wife, she loved these earrings. And the husband <laughs> says, she got a whole box of earrings, dangly ones. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. all I could think yeah. of. Because Mary kept dangling at them and I was like, dangly ones. Speaking of, did when you were a child and you watched Home Alone, did you register how wealthy the McAllisters were? Oh, yeah. Because I watched it last year and it was a she loved that rose she loved she that had watch rolex. rolex yeah no no i mean i knew they were rich and this sounds weird when his brother had that tarantula with the Buzz. light yeah i was like oh a, a pet with a light that was a whole nother oh, that level was of it wealthy. for you that yeah. was the marker of true wealth and that trunk that buzz buzz yeah bud buzz buzz your buzz aldrin woof woof yeah dang it so Buzz had also that trunk that was like, oh, you got that from like a very classy store. Okay. Fair. But I, I'll tell you what I couldn't figure out till like two years ago. I'm like, how many freaking kids are in this family? Well, because the cousins and are so many redheads. You don't know. I, is, yeah. Is every redhead Jeremy a McAllister? brother or cousin? Who knows? Yeah. No, there, I, someone I think told me there were six kids. Okay. Is there five though? There's a family photo at one point. Yeah, I know. I did pause there and I was like. There's the two redheads are in Kevin's family. There's Buzz, the there's Kevin. The older sister the older and sister. Buzz. And the, the two redheads. So the Kevin. two redheads, Kevin, Buzz, laying confidant. Yeah. Not one. Laying confidant. So there's five kids. Laying <laughs> confidant. Such a good line. <laughs> it's the best line. I think there might be five kids. I mean, Meg, just going to France with five kids. That's a family of seven. First class. Just the adults. Still. I know. I Don't you miss the days where you could just run on and find a seat anywhere? Do I ever. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, okay, so then we have Mary talking to her big Joe. We're going to go past that because I will not discuss it again. Then we get to Lisa and Jenny. They're going to, Lisa and Jenny are going to Jen's house. We're doubling down on Jen's. Yeah. Um, it's fun. They're fun together. Lisa's like, ah, you guys are going to love each other. We're having sewing lessons. We're going to sew pants. I bought three sewing machines brand new. I kept waiting for her to say, just kidding. We're punking you. And instead, we just moved on completely. I would I would watch 
those three women sew pants. Make I, a whole episode of I them just so making the pants. I was so depressed that that was not in. And I was like, there's no way that wasn't entertaining. Watching Lisa Barlow sew pants. The delusion was I strong. I would pay, and put it on pay-per-view. I, What's yeah, the rate for those like fights? $35. I'll double it. Yeah. I'll pay it. Yeah, I agree. So we'd start talking. The one interesting thing we learned about Jenny is she used to be a wedding singer. Gosh, I would have paid a million dollars. And then she gave us a little sample. Not good. And got to tell you, not impressed. <laughs> not good. Not, not good. <laughs> Loved her so much. I like Jenny a lot, though. I'm into her. You know her. who I like a lot? Her kids. Oh, 100%. They They're stars. hilarious. Agreed. We're going to get to them. So we right now have to talk to Jen. Jen... Lisa tries to bridge the topic about Meredith, okay? Mm-hmm. And Jen is like, all I do is apologize. Grr, grr, fire, breathing. Yeah. And then they did cut to all those times Jen had apologized, and I forgot about them. Well, because she does something completely atrocious. Yes. Completely out of line. Of yes. course she has to apologize. But then she she goes ahead and doubles down on, she's not being rude about Marks, Brooks, Marks, whatever. Two for, last names as a first name. Um... She's not being rude about Brooks. She was like, Brooks was derogatory about my V-A-G-I-N-A. I hope your aunt can't spell. <laughs> she can't. Um, and I was like, no, he wasn't. All he said was it made him uncomfortable. And Jen brings it up a lot this episode that he came for her vagina. The insecurity of this woman is astronomical. But you know what's nuts, Meg? I went to comments for some reason on a Watch What Happens live post. And so many people in those comments are like, yeah, Brooks really came for her vagina. And I was like, no, he didn't. He said it made him uncomfortable. I'm so confused. I am confused as well, especially when was it Meredith said on which Watch What Happens Live two assistants had told her she Already needed to settle stop down. doing that. Yeah. Yes. And I'm I, I need everyone to hear me if you are my friend. If you come over to my house and you don't have panties on and you flash your legs open, we're gonna make fun of your vagina. Yeah, absolutely. In front of my children, I'm gonna get mad. I'm gonna call the police if we're being honest, yeah. because that's a crime. The period. Oh, <laughs> I've got yeah, no okay, end of sentence. We're, <laughs> so, we're talking about it now. Jen, though, keeps saying, like, so what if I repost funny things? They're funny. And I'm like, Jen, mean things can be very funny. Like last week when I said I'd rather rub acid on my face than Whitney's oils, it was funny. But guess what? It was also mean. Yeah. Yes. Do we, how much of this do we think is a product of Jen? legitimately not understanding social media no i refuse that okay i you think that's zero percent i know people like jen who think is and i will say i used to be a person like jen if i thought if it was funny enough that like you shouldn't have your feelings hurt it's hilarious and i do think there are people who feel that way and so jen's like i'm not being mean it's a funny joke and it's like no jokes can be mean yeah most are most most are very mean Really? Is this where she's like, I have people who do this? No, that's when she talks to Heather. Okay, well, which we'll I, get to. I have a lot to say about that. Well, next we get to name droppers, which okay. killed me dead. Walked past that place a million times. I used to go to name droppers constantly. Top coat is next door. They do a good manicure. Mm. Okay. I used to go when I was, remember in 2003... When seven jeans and diesels were it. Oh, the pair of seven jeans I owned that were boot cut and they made my butt look so cute. Yeah, those those were good pockets. And what was like rock and roll? What was that rock and roll one? Rag and bone? No, it's a, it had like a ton of bedazzling on the jeans. Oh, true religion. True, no, not true religion, but maybe true religion. I think it was true religion. It's probably true religion. Anyway, I used to, like I was 19. I worked at Wells Fargo Bank. I was a teller. I probably made $8 an hour. Yeah. Wait, no, I think Wells Fargo paid a lot. I made $9 an hour. And I had a a lot of money going into going tanning at that time. Okay. But I really wanted designer jeans because all my friends had designer jeans. Sure. And so I used to buy my designer jeans at name droppers, but I would have died a thousand dressed before I found anyone could have found that out. Okay. Back then, consignment wasn't cool. Okay. It was like, oh, you can't afford full price. Yeah, no, those were those were hard years. Those, those were, were the mean years. girls years. Those were bad years. You yeah. couldn't have been like, oh, I got these because I care about um, the the environment. Right, we would have been right. like, no, this you got these because the you're poor. Option. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I used to buy them there because that's when my dad told me he wouldn't pay for my credit card anymore, and I think that's a little harsh. 
<laughs> so I had to buy my jeans at Name Droppers. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's fun to see them back on top. Uh, did you meet the owner during your time? No, at I Name never Droppers? was that important. Yeah, I'm a little sad that I haven't been invited in for. She seems to really know her stuff. Snacks and. I know we were watching this and my husband's like wait did you get chocolate dip strawberries there and I'm like no you think they just have those out constantly those are only for high rollers they should so we get to name droppers I just would love for people to stop throwing Whitney low balls like beaver oh my gosh her sense of humor is atrocious the uh, 11 year old boy I hate it okay so this is the part in the episode where my husband laughs so hard from the other room I had to pause it again so at one point, we're trying on clothes, blah, 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 makeover montage. But then Heather says, even though I'm no longer attending the Mormon church, the one thing I refuse to give up is the pursuit of excellence in all things. I, okay. I want the nicest clothes. I want to look the best. Old habits die hard. I'm going to, I'm like. I know Meg's pulling your hair out. The smoke coming out of my ears. Again, there are things that are specific to the Mormon church, and I will own those day in, day out. We have issues. They need to be addressed. Let's talk about those. Wanting to be beautiful as a woman is not specific to the Mormon church. It is universal. And I would love for you to know it is cultural. That's the culture of where you grew up, Heather. I, I can tell you my neighborhood, we there was you, it wasn't about being the like the most beautiful. That was not a thing I understood. Yeah. So Eddie from the other bathroom, Eddie's my husband, he starts laughing so hard. And he was like, That's what she took out of the Mormon church. That's what she took. <laughs> like, that's the one lesson that she walked away from. And he was like, You remember all those like young women lessons about having the nicest clothes? Um, and then we were just dying. Like, oh, the old habit, the old Mormon habit that's dying hard is having nice clothes. Wanting to be beautiful. I mean, it just killed me. No I, one else in the world except Mormons wants to have nice clothes and yeah, good hair. Yeah, you're right. No, you know what? Heather, you're right. You really nailed only Mormons and no other religion or community. Thanks, I Heather. I just like, I can handle the criticism. Just make it fair. A hundred percent. Again, Heather, my main beef with Heather, these giant generalizations she makes to like be funny. When I'm but like, like they're not, not real and that's not funny enough. Yeah, if, you, if you're going to make generalizations to be funny, be funny. Yeah, that's fine. You want to make a really solid joke about polygamy? Great. You should do that. I don't know. They're all so tired now. If it was a good, solid joke about polygamy, sure. I would laugh. Sure. But, but these, like, you bring up the same stuff in a different way, but it's all the same. And it's so annoyingly old. Agreed. Get a new storyline, Heather. Yeah, it's time to move on. It really, truly, like... I mean, it just killed me because Eddie's never watches The Real Housewives with me because he's busy. Um, sure. Then, and, yeah, okay, sure. because he's annoyed by them. It's actually... If you had your priorities straight, yeah, this would be line. a show you watch every it's Sunday It's my life. Night. I'm fired now, but this was my life. <laughs> anyway, so it did kill me that as a first-time viewer, he immediately, too, was like, what is that? That whole thing about her, how she paints Mormons. Because it's like, listen, the Mormon church does a lot of things wrong. I think that the thing we do well is service. Yeah. And so when and when she he was like when she started bringing the pursuit of excellence, he's like, I truly thought she was going to be like, like service. Like we did great service projects. But then she just made these like boring and old generalizations. So boring. So old. You're boring, Heather. Anyway, so Heather starts talking to Whitney about Jen. And she was like, we had a great convo. And Whitney is like not here for it. Whitney is so she's like, I feel like Whitney makes a very long analogy about how when you were a kid and your mom was like the curling iron is hot you just had to grab it and I was like no I didn't Who did that I, I never did grab that. the curling iron but anyway her point is how there's gonna always grab the hot curling iron which is Jen it's like that friend who keeps getting back together with their ex-boyfriend and the first time you were like you know it's hard I get it and then the third time you're like I can't deal with you doing this anymore good luck I, that by point I'm like I can't be friends because I can't support your decision no and making. that's all you want to talk about and so good luck Heather does say about Jen she's just really lost in the wilderness and I was like that right there is the most authentically Mormon thing you've ever said actually yeah that that is actually authentically Mormon yeah and you didn't mean it as a joke you said it because it's part of your vocabulary lack of boundaries can't with Heather. Anyway, then we get to go to one of the best parts of it. Jenny's house. Oh my gosh. 
Which, like, do we know where this is? It felt holiday-ish to I me. Also, Mill Creek. I was thinking that above, you know, Beaumont Bakery, that neighborhood behind yeah, it. Yeah, Olympus Cove. Olympus Cove. Yeah. It felt it's very, very bad. It's very Salt Lake adjacent, but not Salt Lake proper. I will say, did she get Mary's old dining room furniture and statues, though? The because dining room was wild. It, that was some really bad taste. Tiny kitchen, gigantic dining room. And which like, is why I'm like, oh, this is one of those houses in those like houses. Mill Creek. Yes, the older ones that had like, and here's the dining room, and yeah. here's the living room. The rooms are all separated. But it's no like, open floor plan. She also had these like funky, I'm using that in quotation marks, like funky chairs. And then she also had a woman statue. I was like, what's going on here? Maybe it's like a general props department that brings stuff in. I mean, I hope to heaven because it's awful. Yes, I agree. So Jenny's making dinner. We also finally get to know more about Jenny, which I was wondering last week. Because Jenny does say her husband's a chiropractor. Chiropractor? What's it? Just a chiropractor. Anyway, he does does like back cracking. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, I think they make money. Do they make this much money? And I knew that Jenny has a sushi restaurant. Mint. Mint sushi, which I have heard is good. Okay. I record. need to try it. I tried wasabi over the weekend and it was good. But okay, I need I, to try midnight. Someone, I had three separate friends go and they all said it was good. Okay. So Jenny does tell us that she used to open medical spas. Medical spas? Medical Med spas. Whatever. And then she sold them all because she wanted to be a full-time mom. So I'm like, oh, okay. So Jenny's making the money in this family. She doesn't seem thrilled with the full-time mom thing. She calls herself his housekeeper. I think Dewey's she, housekeeper. I think she likes being a full time mom. I want. I. I'm sensing just from this short thing. There's a little tension about gender roles in this Jenny's family. Yes, because he brings up wanting to have a baby a lot, and Jenny's like, "I'm not having a baby." Right. Um, and he brings it up in the dinner table in front of the kids, which I am do not like. No. It's very Hate manipulative. It. Yeah. And also, your kids don't want to. I. I'm telling you, Dewey. 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 Your kids don't want to have this conversation with you. Absolutely not. And those kids are adorable. We must protect them. Tenacious, cheeky, mm-hmm. so cute, fun. Love them. They're the first kids on this show that just feel like kids on a sh- Like they feel like they're their normal selves. They feel like my kids' friends. Yeah. That girl's jokes are so dad jokes. And when her mom was like, oh, good one. And she's like, yeah, I could tell by the eye roll, mom. The wit on those kids. I love it. Um, then we had to hear about Jenny's vagina. Oh, yeah. I was like, a lot of vagina talk tonight. <laughs> was not interested in that. Then we go to Whitney's house where, if you can imagine, things get worse for us. Um, <laughs> I don't want, I don't even want to talk about this. I will say this about Whitney. <laughs> I honestly wish I believed I could have a billion dollar company. Whitney really <laughs> believed. <laughs> Whitney, without any sarcasm at all, really believed she could have a million dollar company. And I just billion like, with a B. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Am I saying million? I meant billion. I just think, when did I lose my confidence? <laughs> because she's serious, Meg. She thinks she could do it. Oh, boy. That's not the worst part. That's not the worst part. The worst part is I've been dreading this since the preview came out, Mm -hmm. which is Whitney talking to her husband, Justin Rose, about intercourse. And he looks like he would rather be murdered than be in that room talking with her. He looks like he knows this is on camera. Yeah. Which... The best thing he's ever done is remember this is on camera because he really kept a lid on it. I felt like it was um, palpable. The discomfort. What was even worse was her ITM wherein she pantomimed the difference in the intercourse she was having with her husband before she was a billion dollar company. Chaser. Aspiring. Yep. She's person. She's a and she's, now that she has a career, she feels like she can't be a sex goddess, which is I used to be your goddess on a million different levels. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, she it, the robotic intercourse demo is a lot to process. It was way too much. It went way too long. I will also say, Whitney, I feel like she's backdoor bragging. Because she was like, now we only have intercourse two to three times a week. I'm so embarrassed to even admit that. There are times where I feel like Whitney 
read a Playboy article when she was like 16 and she's just stayed there. Yeah. And that was her like, this is what I want to be. I want to be a uh, intercourse goddess. Yeah. And I know I I know I'm going to want to intercourse my husband every single day because Playboy says men love that. And Playboy says men love when girls make jokes about sex. Like that is how I feel like Whitney is. Yes, that is 100 percent accurate. Um. I guarantee you she had the chance right now she'd be in Playboy. Yeah, she probably has been. I bet she hasn't. Heather Gray she was. How hard could it be? Wait, Heather Gray? What? Not Heather Gray. Um, Heather from Selling Sunset. Oh, Heather Ray. Ray. Heather Ray Young. Isn't that her last name? Did I make that up? Yeah. Whatever. Soon to be. What's it? Mustaka. Mussolini. Mussolini. <laughs> Okay, then we get to Meg's least favorite part of the episode, which is this is also the end. So just stay with us. Um, We get to see Jen and Heather meet up at the Midway Ice Castles, which I was like, I've been there. (laughs) Um, It's that time, though, where they're melting and it doesn't look as good. Yeah, and you can only crop it so much on Instagram, but you're never going to get out the dirty snow. That's dirt snow. So they I'm like, did they rent this place out? I I don't understand. There's no one else there. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, It feels like a fun house. Like as Jen and Stu are walking in, I was waiting for it to turn into like a Jordan Peele movie. I was like, if someone murders Jen and Stu, I I guess Jen and Stu are murdered. I mean, that would happen. Yeah. Um, I just would not. I I don't want to meet my friends there. No. So Heather shows up and is like, oh, okay, it's the labyrinth. Like, whatever. She calls it... um, Superman's oh ice, ice lair solitude of, fortress of solitude which was a good reference yeah. actually so then she's walking around and she's like Jen Jen and then all of a sudden Jen comes barreling down on a sled and I was like gosh dang it remember what Whitney said about her being a lot of fun it's so easy to forget she's awful yeah and I'm like I for one forget like I can't even appreciate Jen's fur beret no, because I fur- know she scammed old people for I it. know but that outfit was fire and there were moments where I was like, I'm into this. I was 100% into that fur beret, but I can't, I almost can't admit it because Jen's a terrible person. Yeah, she is. And this is the problem with reality TV. I know. Um. Okay, so whatever. They go to a fire pit, they get together and they start chatting and then it turns into the most toxic conversation you've ever seen. Heather, her lack of boundaries is devastating I think the lack of self-worth yeah. for me is what devastates me. If someone me. called me a manatee on a public platform, if someone called me a manatee in my private life, yes. I would never speak to them again. If someone called me a manatee on a public platform, I would press charges. Um, A hundred. A hundred. If someone um called me Shrek, Shrek's the one where I'm like, it's mean. It's because not, she's it's cruel. Because she has broader shoulders. She's Shrek. Yeah. Like, it's... The thing is, if someone called your very thin friend Shrek, it's clearly a joke, yeah. right? It's yeah. like calling like a fat guy slim, right? But there's too much truth to these jokes from freaking Jen. For me, if yeah. I was Heather, I'd be like, there's too much joke, like truth in this joke. And Heather has proof that she posted it, okay? She has proof on yeah. her thing. She was like, you've liked this. And then the next thing we know, Jen turns the tables, and she said sorry a million times and she never said she didn't. And she's always been a good friend to Heather. And Heather just accepts it. And I'm like, you know what lesson you should have taken from young women's is not that you need the nicest clothes, but like you have self-worth. We Jen also says, I pay people for this. Someone else runs my account, which as a person who runs social media accounts for other people, there's absolutely no way if she had hired someone to do that and she didn't agree with it, it would be taken down immediately an apology would Too be sweet. issued. Yes. That's how this works. She sh- she never ever messaged Heather to be like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad that that happened. She didn't even say that, that last night that she felt bad. No. She just kept yelling, I'm sick of apologizing. And Heather like, very rightly was like, you keep calling me a racist at a very volatile time to call someone a racist right and she still just doubled down yeah it's so hard to be me and i'm like jen is getting old even if i hope i hope even if i didn't know jen was an old people scammer i hope to heaven i would be over jen at this point because she or she's getting old exhausting 
She is so boring to me. I'm just like, it just really, I don't even really like Heather that much, but I just felt heartbroken for Heather when she was like, it just feels like you're breaking up with me. And I was like, no, Good. Heather, you yeah, should walk break up away. with her. Walk away. But even like, no, Heather, you be break up with her. Why is she breaking up with you? Like you are the superior person here. Yeah. I just bummed me out. And like, then she was like, no, I'm not saying we're not going to be friends. I'm just saying, I don't really trust you. And like, we'll have to build back to it. And I was like, listen, if your friend said this stuff about you and you were like, you need to, she didn't apologize. She didn't own up to the fact that she said it, but you're telling her, yeah, we can move forward. She's just going to do it again because she doesn't understand consequences. This happened with my therapist last week because I kept being like, hey, when my 10 year old roommate, Archie, leaves food in the basement then the net i tell him he can't eat in the basement anymore but he keeps doing it she was like right because you need consequences right away or they're just gonna keep doing it right so i'm like do you know what you need to do jen is your 10 year old and you need to be like i'm not ready to talk to you or be friends with you right you don't seem sorry and i don't think you will be seem sorry right it's it was like the way she flipped it was masterful and you said so much about Jen becomes more and more clear about her marriage about her life about how she compartmentalized her way into a fraud scheme like she's constantly playing the victim and she does it really well she's I just I'm glad I know she's terrible yeah because it makes it really easy for me to be like I strongly dislike this person agreed I don't like her personality I, I don't like how manipulative she is. Agreed. And I feel like someone needs to tell Heather, Rihanna DM'd you. That's the energy you need to take into right. every day, right. Heather. Right. Rihanna DM'd you. Take that energy every day. You're that likable. You might not stay that likable, but you are that likable that like celebrities think you're awesome. Right. Like you don't need Jen Shaw. Yeah. Her beret's awesome, but she's an asshole. Yeah. There, I said it and I meant it. I said one swear word. <laughs> And that's the time I meant it. Yes. Well, um, I will say and watch what happens live. This this happened. This thing happened that shook shook the Internet. Andy talks to to Meredith and asks a question about like it sort of was like a lot of people think you told the FBI where Jen was that day. And what what's your response? And Meredith said, well, didn't I tell you not to come for my family? Which I thought was an iconic response, and I laughed my head off about it, but the internet lost their minds. Like, so many people who love Jen still, even though she stole from your grandma, are like, she ruined her life by calling the FBI. I just need you to understand, the FBI would not arrest Jen Shaw because her co-host, <laughs> her co-worker had an issue with her. Like, then the FBI would have arrested, like, nine of my old co-workers. They were gonna get to her eventually. I mean, even She's if, a public figure. And, like... I don't know if you guys remember the hundreds, thousands of papers of like information they had on Jen Shaw. Yeah, it wasn't like Meredith called one tip line and they And like, even if Get Meredith her. had been like, oh, she's at Beauty Lab, who cares? They would have found, you don't think, oh, you think the FBI is like, oh, we couldn't find him today. We're just going to yeah, go head home. Giving We're going to head home. See ya. No, it doesn't work like that. Anyway, so if that's how you feel, you should see yourself out. No, come back. Come on. We'll talk about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um... I've loved this. We'll be back next week to talk about episode three. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can leave us a rating and review. You can call us. Tell us your thoughts on the housewives. What's going on? Who well, you like, negative. who you don't. Well, your negative feedback. Yeah. Not about us, about the housewives. Um, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.